Hey everybody, it's RevDDT. I got a lot to say this week, I guess. <laughs> I was just, uh, I just got up a little while ago. It's, uh, it's 9.06. I got up around 8.30 this morning. I just heard my fan turn off. I took a shower. I sit in front of the fan for a little while and cool off because you know how hot showers can be and how they are. I don't know what you do in the morning to get yourself ready. If you drink a ton of coffee and go for a walk or if you go out and go jogging or if you get up and just take a shower like I do and get going. I used to drink coffee, but it I killed my stomach. It was killing my stomach off, and I couldn't do it anymore, so I stopped drinking it. This is the Rev DDT broadcast on Digital Dial. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> gotcha. So, I was sitting there kicking back this morning. I get up. I have a lot of thoughts in the morning. You probably do, too. Sometimes it can be on our work. Sometimes it can be on our family. Sometimes it can be on just this uh, crisis we go through. Whatever it is. Could be national. Could be pandemic. You know, whatever it is. But, oh, good. Some Gatorade. All right. Oh, that was a good hit. Mm. Gotta love that Gatorade, baby. Replace them electrolytes. So, anyway, I did a lot of walking and talking yesterday to God, and I shared some of that with you guys. Some of that walk, I don't know if you enjoyed it or not. Well, whatever. <laughs> you can only do what you do, right? But um, I'm not going to quit because that's just not what, it's just, just, it's just not my style, man. You know, it just ain't my style. I will back down from a fight, man. I never have, never will. Um, there's a couple times I wish I would have, got my ass kicked pretty damn bad when I was younger, and, uh, yeah, well, anyway, it stopped happening after I got to a certain age, but that's just a whole other story, so I'm my line of, my line of thinking this morning, I was, man, I gotta turn that fan back on, I'm kinda getting hot again, we'll turn it on low, okay, you're gonna hear it, that is the fan, but that's only one of three, one of them so powerful, blow me out of my chair, <laughs> I like that one, so, I got up this morning, and I was, like yesterday I got up and I was in a bad mood, but that wore off after a while, and the reason why I was in such a bad mood is because I woke up, my back was killing me, my shoulders were killing me, I mean, it's like when you go to sleep, you're supposed to be able to like get rest, right, and feel better when you get up in the morning so that you can have a great day at work or whatever you're doing, right, well, it doesn't always happen, with your bed's like wore out and just old and doesn't feel good anymore, sometimes it can hurt you, but I'd also gotten a Zoster shot, or a shot for shingles a couple days before that, or actually, uh, it was the day, was it yesterday, day before, day before yesterday I got the shot, so when I went to sleep, I woke up and I felt like crap, and I could never even really put it together with the shot until this morning when I was in the shower and I realized, I don't feel so bad today, I actually feel good, and I'm in a good mood, thank God for that, because like when I'm in a bad mood, it's like the whole house shakes, the whole house shakes, <laughs> Everybody's going, ah! <laughs> no, it's just kidding. Those are some of my annoying voices that I can do. I can do them and I can really, really annoy the crap out of you. My annoying voice or my annoying sound, the most annoying sound in the world is even sharper and more annoying and more <clears throat> just great on your nerves type voice than Jim Carrey could ever sum up in one moment or two or three or four or his whole lifetime. I'm telling you, I've had a lot of practice at it and it's more annoying than his. Wouldn't you like to be known for your most annoying voice? That would be like the... That'd be a weird ride. <laughs> that would just be a weird ride. We like to be known for things that we do that are accomplishments, right? You know? We don't like to be known for our failures, but you know our failures actually mark out something for us, and that marks out our... It marks out our pathway for success. Mm, yeah, if you don't fail a few times or a bunch of times, you may not be very successful in life. You gotta fail, and you gotta keep going. Keep pressing in on that idea you have, that dream that you have that you wanna see come to fruition, that thing that you wanna do. Keep pressing in for it to happen because just because it hasn't happened yet or just because you failed a umpteen million times does not mean that one of those times you're gonna actually create the light bulb. 
you know, okay, so I took it from Edison and those guys back yonder, you know, Tesla and them yonder people, you know, and whoever else. Who, who did the light bulb? Was that Alexander Graham? No, it wasn't. He did the bell. <laughs> That's right. He did the telephone. Also made that other bell, too, you know, and a few other bells and some other bells and bing, bong, bang, boom, and here we go. But I'm really talking about, you know, having that own idea that does work and I'm bringing it to fruition. My great-grandfather, well, I guess he was in cousin more than a grandfather but he did raise my grandmother so he became kind of a grandfather to great grandfather but E.P. Moen when they moved into this area up here it was in the early 1900s uh, I think it was like 1900 actually when they moved here but I'd have to trace it back again and look because I, I got it kind of confused with some other relatives that moved into this area back in the late 1800s and early 1900s okay so what am I talking about I'm talking about in Boise Idaho we're on the Oregon Trail and you know Lewis and Clark came through here they come up over this rim over here and looked saw this valley of trees and went Le Bois which means the trees you know something like that anyway it was called Le Bois uh, I don't think I think it was uh, Caldwell or whatever his name was or I can't remember that guy's name man he was the captain Captain Bonneville I think that was his name was Bonneville I don't remember I might have said some other name before I, it's, it's been so long since I studied this I and researched this I can't really put a place of his name on it but this dude was the captain of Fort Boise Fort Boise is a real place it was a real place he was still got part of the old fort downtown and uh and his shack that he lived in is down there too it's down there on Fort Street imagine that <laughs> it's down there on the north end of town where town started at and um anyway um, you know, it's spread out. This is a pretty big valley, and it's spread way out. And it's way out spread, and we even got a couple bedroom communities here. We got, well, we got a really, we got a romantic bed. What do you call that romantic room? The honeymoon suite? We got a honeymoon suite. It's actually taking shape to a honeymoon suite again. Once again, in its lifetime, it used to be that Garden City, Idaho, was the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful gardens in uh, cities, too, but a garden in the United States. And one of the most beautiful Chinese gardens. And uh, then it, um, Went into a big hold, huge hold of poverty for a long time, and just like ugh, the place really sucked. A lot of drugs, a lot of crazy. It was almost like a ghetto, but it wasn't, you know, like a shitty ghetto in the West, you know. Anyway, it, it was kind of a trip, man. But then it came out of it, and I don't mean like a ghetto, like you know, down in the hood, you know, in the jungle. No, 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 no. It was, it was a ghetto though. It was like a lot of poor people lived there, in other words, and it was uh, drug, drug riddled. It's not so much anymore. It's changing. And the face of America has changed a lot in a lot of ways. But I was sitting there thinking about these things when I woke up and I thought, you know, there's been a lot of changes happened with us in our lives and we've had to do a lot of alterations. And this kind of goes on the same strain of yesterday even. Um, you know how, well, I'm not going to bring yesterday up because you can listen to that broadcast, but let's just keep going here. My train of thought was this. Now I'm walking around my room. I'm, you know, I'm naked. I'm still naked. I'm just sitting here in my chair. Just kicked back and this isn't R-rated. No, it's not R-rated. <laughs> It's maybe PG-13, though. Don't let your children listen to this broadcast. I may cuss. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to or not, but I just do sometimes. But I am sitting here naked, and I'm letting the fan hit me because I'm hot. And I was thinking about putting together stuff in my room. You know, Okay, so when I go to bed at night, i got to like throw a couple of fans on me. got to turn the heater off. Block the heater vent from the main house so I don't get fucking burned out of my room. Because it turns into an oven in here. And it's already an oven in here anyway because of my heat. But then, I don't know, there's another reason, too, that it gets hot in here stays really hot in here all year, and it's really strange. I, I don't like it. In the summertime, it's really hard. I open the vent up full blast for the for the, for the the summertime because it's got the air conditioning going, but in the winter, i got to close it off. Sometimes i got to open my door up and my window and turn my fans on, and i got them on full blast, and I'm laying in my bed, and I'm just, like, burning up, and I start sweating. So, 
you know, so I got to get up, change the sheets or whatever. I don't sleep on sheets anymore because I found out that if you sleep on blankets, you don't sweat as much. That is really weird, isn't it? Isn't that a weird thing to hear? You sleep on blankets, you think you'd sweat your ass off. No, you don't sweat as much as sleeping on blankets. At least I don't. I actually hardly sweat anymore. It just gets so hot, I can't stand it. Throw the covers off with the fan, hit me, get up, open the door, up, walk around outside. And I'm sitting there walking around outside this morning after my shower with a towel wrapped around me. And I'm thinking to myself... And it's still dark out there, and it's like 8.30, and I'm like, why is it dark? And I, I looked, and the sky is still, it's overcast again, so it's going to rain again today, or maybe not, it might just stay overcast. But the thing is, is I, it, it, I was thinking about all these different things we think about when we wake up, and I was starting to think, when do we ever have time to think about God when we wake up? Do we ever position ourselves, or reposition ourselves when we realize that we really haven't even talked to Dad? So I decided, you know, a while back I was going to do this, and I just kind of slipped off the wagon, you know, I fell off the wagon, and I'm like, oh my God, the wagon just ran over me, and I'm laying in the dirt, looking at the Oregon Trail, going, I'm never going to make it there if I keep getting run over by this damn wagon. The thing is, is that we have goals, and we set these goals, but we always, a lot of times we don't include God in the middle of these goals, or just at the first of it, which is where we should be at, should be going, Here's what I purpose to do. I purpose to get up every morning and thank God. Well, I didn't do that yesterday and I didn't do it today. I'm doing it now and I did it right before I got on this broadcast. But I had to remind myself, why is that? Why is it that a lot of us go to sleep at night and we don't get enough sleep? I'll tell you a few things and it's probably going to hit. One of these is going to hit the nail right on the head. And I'm telling you, bonk, it's going to hit it. And it's probably this, the main thing, is, is that we just have way too many ducks in the fire. We have way too many irons on the grill, however you want to put it. We're doing way too much. We multitask and we think that's a great thing, and a lot of times it is, sure. But you know how much gets overlooked when you multitask? I mean, think about how much you, how much does get overlooked when you multitask. There's other things you could use to bring into the multitasking situation, but all you're doing is overwhelming yourself. We don't want to live a life that's where we're overwhelmed. We don't want to live a life where we're laying, laying in our bed at night fretting because we don't know what we're going to do tomorrow because of whatever. It could be food, could be shelter, could be our kids, could be kids fighting with each other, could be kids fighting with other kids, could be teachers, it could be anything. It could be job, could be work, could be could be just a task of going to work and doing and getting having to get up every day and doing that nine to five thing. And doesn't that seem a little bit more like a hamster on the wheel anyway? And yet, if you think about it, come on man, check this out. You got two hamsters on the wheel and they're both hauling ass, right? And they're running and they're doing great. One of them decides to stop. For whatever reason, it's tired or it just says, I'm going to stop. What happens to that hamster? Not only does it fly off that wheel or fly around that wheel, it gets ran over by the other hamster and trips that hamster up too. And that's exactly what we're doing with ourselves, our own soul, our work, our stuff, our people, the things we do. we got too much on our minds a lot of times when we go to bed at night. We may not even think we have anything. Oh, I don't think about anything. I'll just go right to sleep. Yeah, that's great. How do you feel when you wake up in the morning? You feel exhausted? Sometimes, most of the time people do. But I talk to people all the time. I hear confession, man. I mean, I can't help it. They come in and it's part of my job as a man who loves God. Now, I'm not saying I'm a man of God because I am no saint by any means. I'm not a holy man by any means either. I try, but I'm not. I fell short all the time. Anybody that's walking on this earth says that they're a holy man and can stay that way and remain that way and be holy and actually be a holy man, yeah, you're really close. Everyone's sin and falls short of the glory of God. I know people hate to hear that, but it's the honest God truth, and I'm not going to hold back on you guys. Why would I hold back something that's true and say, oh, that's not true? Why would I not back it? I've always backed it because I believe it. No, because it's the truth, and I believe it, and I believe that it's the very answer we all need. 
But how does that work? How do we have a relationship with Jesus where it actually makes us actually feel better because God is a God of comfort, you know? And we never think about that fact that God's a God of comfort, especially when we're ministering. Oh, well, you just need to pour yourself up by your bootstraps, or you just need to you just need to go and be happy, you know? Put on a smile and you'll feel better. You know, sing songs of joy to the Lord and you'll feel better. And a lot of times that doesn't even work. I'm not being a liar today. I'm being honest with you about this. I know. 30, 40 years in the, in the church program and, and doing the thing and being a minister and, and, and you know, and doing my, keeping my ducks in a row as best as I could. Didn't keep them in a row very good, but good enough to, you know, still keep going in ministry. But as long as you make a mistake, you're kicked out. And that's actually exactly the opposite of what even the Apostle Paul says. But Jesus qualified his, his fishermen, called them disciples, and then called them apostles. I mean, come on. He qualified guys that were, had, yeah, issues with faith, same thing we have. People are just like us. They may have been fishermen, you may not be a fisherman, you may be a fisherman, who knows. But you're still going to work every day, and so were they. They were workers, you know. They may have had a fishing business with their dad. Some people have businesses, some don't. You know, it's actually, sometimes it's better to have a business, and sometimes it's not. Depends on how much you already have on your plate, and how much you can handle. No, it doesn't depend on how much you can handle. It depends on how much you have on your plate, and how much you're willing to sacrifice to have it. And is the sacrifice worth it? Because, I mean, we multitask. We can handle a lot, right? Well, just hack a few things away. Don't do those things anymore and do this other thing, right? You'd think it's like that, but it's not, man. Because we, when we're looking at our sacrifices, a lot of times we forget that we have time. We need to have time to spend with God. We need to have time to spend with our families. Some people are working so damn hard and so many jobs because of the bad pay and all this. Hey, you know, society's crazy. It doesn't pay us fair for our work a lot of times. and But we're still sacrificing, and we're sacrificing you know, time with our families or time just with ourselves. Self-time is really important. How many of you guys, raise your hands. <laughs> I can't see you, so it doesn't matter. But really, raise your hands, man. Do you need some self-time? Do you need some time with God? Those are two really important questions. Okay, let's, let's, let's put it in, in, in the right arrangement. Do you need some time with God? Do you need some self-time? Sometimes it's self-time that you get can be with God. And you get rejuvenated and you feel better and you get going. But don't get going back in the same pattern you were in because that's, you're just going to end up in the same place. You don't want to use God as a rest to stop. You know, you're out there on the races and you're driving around the Super Bowl and you're going really fast and all of a sudden you got to make a pit stop, right? Well... Don't use God as your pit stop. Don't use your self-time as your pit stop. Don't use your children as your pit stop. Say no sometimes. There's a boss that's like having you. You need to work some overtime because we, we're doing overtime and we'll pay you really well. And you say no and then they get mad at you and they give you shit jobs, right? Well, you know, you can actually turn a boss in for that nowadays. Back when I first started working and as I was working, actually, I never could turn a boss in because they never actually had a law that you could do that. They do now. Supposed to treat your employees really good now. You know, when I was working, they didn't give a shit whether they treated employees good or not. They were still working some laws out. They didn't care. They just like did whatever they wanted to, and got away with it too. I got fired one time for selling pot at work when I wasn't selling a damn thing, not one thing. Somebody overheard a conversation of me talking to somebody. And I said, "We, I'll, yeah, I'll pick that up right before I come over." And I was talking about picking up a six-pack of beer. We were off work. We were in the parking lot what, leaving. You coming over? Yeah, I'll pick that up before I come over. Six-pack of beer. He's going to go over. He's going to drink a couple beers and hang out and play some cards, man, right? 
But somebody else overheard it and thought I was selling pot because I had long hair and tattoos. That's exactly the reason why. Because that's the reason why she told me years later when I ran into her, I said, why did you do that to me? All we were doing was picking a six-pack. Actually, it was a 12-pack. We had some more people coming over. We were just picking up some beer to go, you know, some buds. We were drinking Budweiser back then. We were drinking some beer, picking up some beer just after work. I mean, fuck, I'm an adult, man. What are you doing this to me for? I didn't know that was what that was about. I go, yeah. It wasn't about marijuana or anything. Matter of fact, I didn't even smoke back then because I was working. Didn't smoke when I worked. Couldn't. I didn't want to risk it for one thing, and you don't go to head. You don't go to work with your head all in a cloud, you know. Back then, the pot you couldn't like get it like zeroed into your freaking ailments. It was really it was just pot back then. You know, you smoked it, and you got stoned off your mind, and you didn't go to work because of that, you know. Or you just didn't smoke. I didn't smoke. Other people did smoke. Every once in a while on the weekend, I might hit take a hit off a joint or something like that. But no. Nah. I got fired for it, and guess what the boss said? Oh, here's, you know, I was, a, I was working at Sizzler, I was a meat cutter and a, and a cook, and well, his, his evaluations on his meat cutting wasn't very good, so we, we, he was, it was worse than somebody that was a trainee, so we just let him go, which is an absolute lie, because my evaluations on my meat cutting were stellar. All they had to do was look, but I tried to get unemployment insurance because I got fired, you know, and I, I heard I could, and so I went and applied for it, and they said, well, this is what your boss said you got fired for, so we can't give it to you, and I was like, that's bullshit. What he said, what he said, was the evaluations were bad. But he fired me for selling pot at work when I wasn't doing that. Dude didn't like me. Didn't want me in his life. Didn't want me in his restaurant. Didn't whatever. Well, it's, 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 it is loss. Because um, before that, just a few, few months before that, me and Chris for a few couple of years there, my buddy Chris, we was working together at Sizzler, had people lining up outside the door on Friday and Saturday nights all the way around the building and into the alley and down the alley a little ways. One night I opened the door up to walk out to throw some boxes away because we had a pile of boxes by the back door and I needed to get them out, break them down and get them into the garbage. At the time we threw them in garbage and we do your cycling back then. But, you know, and I opened the door up and they were clear down the alley and into the street and around the corner by the liquor store. And I couldn't believe it. I walked down the alley and went, oh my God, you guys are here to eat our food? They were like, yeah, you guys still open? Yeah, we're still open. Uh, you, we'll get you in as soon as we can. Oh, no worries, you know, and I'm out there busting down boxes, and I used to do the martial art thing, you know, uh, when I broke down the boxes, I'd go out there and I'd kick them apart, and I'd hit them with my fists and break them apart, so it was, it was a whole thing, and I'd have a blast doing it, and a couple of guys got it on videotape, I don't, it never showed up on the internet, but it might someday, but it was quite, quite funny, and then, well, the people out in the alley were helping me, man, they were throwing boxes up to me and stuff, and it was, it was actually quite fun that night, but it was like that every Friday and Saturday night before this guy fired us. Oh my God! What happened to their their business? Well, eventually they they went bye bye. Eventually, but I'm not saying I was the reason. But when you're doing shady stuff, man, with your employees, it's gonna it's gonna show somewhere. And uh, when you're firing people and you're making up lies about it, it's gonna show up in your life. When you're overwhelmed and you can't do anymore, and your boss is treating you like crap, find another job. Or tell them no, you don't want to do the overtime because you got to spend time with your family or yourself. And hopefully they'll be understanding. If they are, that's awesome. You got a cool boss. If they're not, because some bosses will work it out for you. They'll work it out with you. They'll like. They'll see it. They'll recognize it. And they'll recognize. Damn, we've over been overworking. He needs a break. I needed a break for a long time, and I didn't get it. And I ended up ended up popping. You know, boom. Had some freaking messed up mind issues. So other stuff going on. That was a long time ago. And I sit there and I'm thinking about this when I'm waking up, and I'm thinking, how often do we just not take time? For ourselves, how often do we just not take time with God? And that's the most important right there. 
you know, I don't know if you guys are into this broadcast, if you're, if you're listening to it because you love God or don't love God, I don't know, hopefully I inspire you to love God, or even just even think about it if you don't, and if you do, I hope I inspire you to even just go further into the relationship and press in, give him your time, first thing in the morning, spend it with him, spend it with him, talking to him, man, he wants to hear your voice, he wants to hear all of our voices, we're his children, we're crying out loud, and while you're doing that, pray for other people that are really hurting, that are hurting worse than you are. You know, then there's a lot to pray about right now. Keep everything in your prayers. Pray about everything. Don't let anything go by without prayer. And if you don't believe in prayer, and you're saying, well, the prayer's weakness. Well, you're lost. Oh, I'm sorry, but you're just flat out lost. Prayer's not weakness. Prayer's strength. You know, sometimes you shed a tear. Intercessory prayer's that way. Sometimes you'll be like walking around shedding a tear. We don't even know why. You're like, why am I weeping? What the hell's going on? And the spirit within you is doing the work. Allow the Spirit to do the work, man. Let Holy Spirit do what He does the best. And there's some things you need to know about God. God is a God of comfort. Don't fall into this whole guys where people say, Well, you need to get out of your comfort zone to please God. No, you don't. You already please Him because you gave your life to Jesus. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. That's pleasure to God right there. You can't do anything to earn His marks. But you can do some stuff to actually help some people, which definitely God loves. Because it's shedding his love abroad into the hearts and lives of people who desire, no, not just desire, who need it, just like you did when you needed it. Now, if you're not with God, you're not with Jesus, then, you know, I don't know what to say, man, except you might want to reconsider where you're standing at because, and who you're following or who you believe in or what you believe in. Maybe this is the time right now for you to take that time. Maybe this is the time for you to take that time to do that thing. Don't put it off any longer. Christ is a prayer away. Christ isn't even a prayer away. Christ is right there with you already. He's knocking on the door of your heart. He's asking you, are you going to open up and let me come in? If you let me come in, I'll come in and I'll sup with you. I'll have dinner with you. We'll sit down and eat a meal together. And you'll never be the same. And it'll be good. And you'll be saved. You belong to him. If you want to belong to him, ask him in. Let him in. Open that door of your heart. Let him in. Say, I'm ready to talk to you, Jesus. I'm ready to talk to you right now. I'm ready to receive you as my Lord and my Savior. You are my Savior, Jesus. I, I give my life to you. I confess to you that I've done all these things and I'm not a good person. I want to be. I'm not the person that you would save. Uh, you know, if you're if you're walking around in your robes and you're, you know, I'm not, I'm not the first choice. I'm not the second choice. I'm the last choice. And I know that that's good with you because you, you came to save those that could not save themselves. And I can't. I lay my life down for you right now. I give it to you right now, Jesus. I ask you, you be my Savior, you be my Lord, and I thank you and I receive everything that you have. I confess that you came here and lived in the flesh, that you died on the cross for my sins, and my sins are upon you now. I release them to you and I receive your life. Thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' name. In your name, Jesus. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. However you want to end it. Amen. And then keep going. Stay in the relationship. Keep talking to him. It starts with, listen, it starts with you praying and asking him into your life. Guess what? That's, that's, part, that's the biggest part of the relationship. You, it continues on the same way. Walking and talking with the Lord. It's just basically really, in a very simple form, it's a walk and a talk. I got nothing to lose, man. I've lost everything already. I got nothing to lose by telling you this. You can come and you can kill me, make me into a martyr if you want to. That's fine. I don't care. Because my life is his. I, you know, 
I give it to him, man. I've died already. It doesn't matter. But what does matter is what you do with your own life, with your own prayers. Those things matter. Now, they, to me, what I do with my own life, my own prayers and stuff, they matter, they matter to me. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. It shouldn't. Because I'm not their judge, and neither are you. And we're, guess what? We're not even our own judge. Oh, my gosh. Take that one out. Factor that one into your life. Take that out of the picture. We're not our own judge. Factor it into your life. Realize that there's a vacant spot right there for somebody to be the judge. Who's it going to be? I think I'd rather have Jesus judge my life than anybody because he actually, he's worthy of it. Giving his life for us the way he did. And he did do it. Whether you want to argue about it or not, whether you want to go, let's follow the science, or let's follow what they say on TV, or let's follow what they say on the internet. Or, uh, no, scrib all that. Reach inside your heart and ask yourself. Just poke yourself in the heart and go, hey, really, what do I believe? Make your accommodations from that point on. I want to say this and I'm going to hang up. <laughs> well, stop or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> in the morning when you get up, where's your mind at? Are you thinking about what you can do that day? Have you even thought about God yet? Factor him in. Think about God. Give him thank you, Father. Let's just do this together. Thank you, Father, for this day. I thank you for everything, man. Thank you for everything. Thank you for my family, my friends, for my house, my food. Thank you for my daily bread, Lord. Thank you for, thank you that the kingdom come will be done. It will be done on earth as it is in heaven in my life and in the lives of the people that I come into contact with as I reach out with your love, Lord God. Fill me with your spirit this day, fresh and brand new. Thank you for filling me with your spirit today, fresh and brand new, a fresh wind of your spirit, Father God. Thank you for the gifts that you've given me that I'm able to minister to other people who need are in need of those gifts, those touches from you, Father God. And I thank you. I thank you for every single miracle today. I thank you for miracles, 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 and more miracles. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And that's as simple as that for your, your start. And just keep the conversation going. Ask him all kinds of questions. Ask him questions you would ask a scholar, if you want to put it that way. And uh, see what he does. And, and here's another thing, too, that's cool about God. God's, God is creator. Creator, creativity, all that stuff. Guess where all that comes from? It comes from him through his spirit and that relationship with Jesus. And I'm not kidding you. You get a lot more creative ideas. Maybe you'll actually start a business that you don't have to work so much. You can spend some time with you, with God, with your family. You know, hey, I know some people aren't going to like the arrangement that I just said. Oh, they're going to get all religiously strange. Well, you're supposed to put God first in everything you do. Well, God, duh. sometimes we just don't think that way. Sometimes it comes out of our mouth different. You know what? Don't, don't get hung up on little hairs here and little hairs there or whatever. Don't split hairs on stuff. Don't, you know, let go, man. Relax. Have a mellow day. Be at peace. And guess what? You'll have a better day if you are. Peace out, baby. Bye-bye. <laughs> Yahoo! Rev DDT, Universal Broadcasting Live Across the Universe. This is Rev DDT! <laughs> Later. <laughs> I like that one. I love you, my lord. Shalakrakatarakatarakotarekorahiyaro. Oh, I'm still recording here. <laughs> Thought I'd stop that.